episode four. Fourth, fourth strong episode of Slightly Toasted. Hard to believe. And uh, I was thinking earlier today, um, we had the hiatus between uh, two and two and three. Now we've got a couple in a row, and we're moving into football season, which yeah. this is going to make it very <laughs> challenging. I think we need to like do one a day for like the next two weeks, and then we go to football season. That would that right. would just be awesome. Yes, damn damn the jobs and and the families, and we'll just we'll just knock it out that way. But yes, welcome to episode four of Slightly Toasted. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm Mike. I'm David. And I'm Keith. And we are four guys who like to drink and talk about wine. And uh, hopefully, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, to do so yet, hope, but uh, if you have, um, you've had a chance to listen to a couple episodes prior, um, talking about what got us started in wine. I think our second episode was all about Zinfandel's. The third one was just a blind taste a test. It, it was a blur. <laughs> I think it was something to do with tasting yes. um, and guessing, and you guys did incredibly well, and I remember me doing just god-awful on that, <laughs> which is not a surprise. Uh, I, think, I think you guys, I think all of you had amazing um, <clears throat> thoughts on what we were, were drinking. Um, I think I may have gotten one out of the four right, and that was probably the one I brought. So <laughs> that was fun, though. It was fun. It was, it was great. So today uh, we are here to um, talk about Pinot Noir. Maybe a uh, you know to people who have been in the wine into wine for some time, probably nothing new, but maybe people who are relatively just getting into it, um, which hopefully that is some of the folks that are that are listening is um, probably something they're not that familiar with. So I think it was. Mike, your idea or was a key, so I can't order. I don't know whose idea it was to uh, to come up with this, but been fermenting for a while. It has mm-hmm. well stated, but this I, th- I thought it was a great idea. So the purpose of today, um, and well, Mike, why don't you tell us what what the purpose of the today is and, and what we brought? Well, I, I think we originated. We were supposed to do this for Thanksgiving, <laughs> so just so everyone knows, it is now July going into August. So we're a little late on the um, on the on the Pinot podcast. Is so. Pinot like a Thanksgiving wine? It is. It goes well okay. with poultry and game. It goes well with I think it goes well with lamb. Um, certainly Thanksgiving dinner, um, Pinot takes on the characteristics of where it's from. Yep. Like any other grape, right? So today we have a really good selection of, of Pinot. We have Pinot from um, Keith brought Burgundy, a, a Burgundy. Kind of the, so Historical home of Pinot, and uh, obviously Burgundy is best known for Pinots, so figured we'd start with that. Yeah, very good. And then David brought a New Zealand, New Zealand, Pinot. Me- Melbourne, no uh, Marlborough. The only screw top allowed in the house if it's from down under. That's right. Ish. That's right. And I brought Willamette, Willamette, damn it, right? Mm-hmm. Oregon Pinot, which you know, earthy and and uh, you know was typically how people think about Oregon Pinot and. Chris brought the California a little more fruit forward, but Pinot's a finicky yeah. grape. It's hard to grow, Indeed. and um, it, it's not something that grows in hot climates. So you can't. You know, Napa doesn't produce, for example, a lot of Pinot from most of the valley. They still grow it, though, right? This is still fairly no. grown fairly there. In no? Caneros, it is. Caneros, okay. it, a lot of the Napa wineries will have vineyards in Caneros or Dry Creek. You know, north or south of there, close to the bay, close to the ocean, and you'll taste their pinots at a lot of the tasting rooms in Napa, mm-hmm. not grown in the valley. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. California pinot will come from, like, Russian River Valley. That's where my wine uh, is from. Boom. That's beautiful. There Russian you go. River Valley yeah. pinot's mm-hmm. great. Santa Rita Hills, which I think is near Santa Barbara, um, you know, so... 
So it has to be more of a cooler climate, whereas Cab, they love it in Napa because it gets kind of warm in the day. They, they soak up all that warmth and energy, and then yes. at night it cools down to kind of, you know, kind of... Yeah, the cab is big on the diurnals, yeah. uh, the change in temperature, and it's got a thick skin, so it can yeah. take the heat of the day, and you get the heavy tannins from it. Pinot's really thin skin grape, so that's one of the reasons it's so tricky. Yeah. Uh, if it gets wet, it gets moldy. Uh, if it gets hot, it gets gross. And so it's just a very temperamental grape, uh, and so of course that's why people, you know, pursue it so much because it, it's a labor of love and, and it really rewards you if you get it right. Mm -hmm. But it's tough to do so. And some of the most expensive wines in the world are Pinot. Burgundy, yeah, Pinot, Burgundy. Yeah. Domaine Romani Conti. Mm -hmm. That's what Keith brought tonight. Yeah. I, you know, I <laughs> did not. Thank I wish. So 57 DRC. Right. <laughs> you just savored it outside. Yeah. We're the yeah. kids at college education. We're it's not my Lamborghini. I'm just going to <laughs> head out with that. you here. <laughs> But you mentioned uh, Burgundy. Obviously, that's a French wine. Um, here, we, we call things Cabs and Pinots and Chardonnays. They call them Burgundies so, and Rhones. So, so you mentioned Burgundy. Burgundy is a region, It correct? is a region, and you're correct. Like Wines in France, essentially, if you are growing grapes and making wine in France, where you do that largely dictates what grapes you use. Burgundy is like 90% of the red wine is Pinot Noir and like 90% of the white wine is Chardonnay. It is the northernmost real main growing area in France, uh, kind of up in the northeastern corner. I guess there's Alsace as well, but it's up in the northeastern area, one of the coolest areas, and you grow Chardonnay or you grow Pinot there, or it's going to be jug wine, and no one wants that. Uh, and to your point, like, uh, Bordeaux is kind of to the southwest, closer to the ocean. And that's more Cabernet, it's right? more from warmer. Cabernet Merlot. Cabernet Merlot. Mm -hmm. And historically, Bordeaux was better known because it was closer to the, the coast. is easier to export, easier to get it into the burgeoning, like, wine markets of uh, England as they were starting to appreciate it in what, like the 17th and 18th mm -hmm. century, um, it was a while before you could get the wines of Burgundy out anywhere. They had to be shipped by river, and that was never fun. Um, so the wine I brought today is actually from uh, an area called Cote Chalonnaise. Uh, it's a little further south in the, the Burgundy Growers. There, there are a bunch, I won't go into all of them, but the really popular, one of the really popular ones is Cote d'Or. Uh, and this is just below that. Uh, this is from Mercure. I actually checked my pronunciations on these earlier. Hopefully I'm close. Well done. Uh, and what I brought is a 2016 Antonin Rodet uh, Premier Cru en Sazene de Brassande. Woo! <laughs> I, exactly. I I had to write that out a couple times to make sure I could come close to pronouncing it. Um, this, Do you have the translation for all of that? I mean, because typically they're talking about obviously a little bit of each thing means something. Probably about like where it was produced, where maybe where the grapes were sourced, or anything like that. Or so Premier Cru means it is the first grapes. It's mm -hmm. the best grapes that they have. Difference between that and Grand Cru. 
Grand Cru is like a designation that only certain uh, wineries can get. And when they bestow Grand Cru on you, that is, you are one of those. Premier Cru is still good, it just means it's their best uh, pressings. Mm -hmm. um, then you have like in villages and on down. Um, honestly, I do not know much about this. Uh, I believe the En Sazne is the town area in Mercury that mm -hmm. this is grown, or it is the vineyard. Um, it really, I was working through, and again, we were trying to hit a certain price point. As we said, uh, Domain Romani Cante DRC, or Latash, are thousands and thousands of dollars per bottle. Uh, we're not doing that tonight. I wish we could. Maybe if, you know... Next episode. Yeah. Well, and they're meant to age, too, right? Like, DRC, I mean, you can pop a DRC from 40 years ago. Yes. And I don't know... There's not too many Pinots out there that, are that just are age-worthy. Exactly. Um, Is that why they're so expensive? Is that they... I mean, obviously, they're amazing, but they hold their structure over so many years, so that's kind of why that the supply and demand has driven up that price. Is I think it goes, right? it goes into it. I think, I think they... They pull the finest grapes, and they don't have as much supply of it, right. too. But I think the fact that it's age-worthy like that does drive the value. They, to the average person, a $10,000 bottle of wine yeah. is just insane, right? I mean, yeah, how that, that's my current car isn't valued as $10,000. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's, uh, it is a little crazy. You should trade it for a bottle of your I should, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> One of my greatest fears is that I'd ever recognize that there is a difference in that level. Right. So this is not this. This is a 2016. Uh, and and I guess uh, Coach Chalonais is becoming kind of like the bargain hunter area. Cotor is very well known. Uh, hired prices. This is kind of like adjacent to. And they're getting better trade craft, doing better uh, viticulture, and kind of making a name of being, you know, better effort kind of of wines. And so one of the other things I wanted to bring out is the 2016 harvest was fairly, it's low yield due to storms and wet weather early in the season. They had hail that wiped out like 90% of mm. some vineyards. Uh, and then the, was a very wet spring and then had mildew to boot after that. But once they got into July, August, and September, they had perfect growing weather. So if you got any grapes harvested, they're supposed to be very, very good this year. So cool. And I don't know if you know, but you know the cool thing I love about wineries over in France is that they've been in the same family mm -hmm. for like generations upon generations. It's incredible, like 100, 200, 300 years sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case with this, but that's what I love about the, the stories behind the wines over there. It's just unbelievable. So, well, very cool. Well, I'm, I can't wait to, All right. uh, well, let's to get pour into some. This. Yeah. I know, with so that, that lead-in, this is going to be absolutely unbelievable. You just look at the color, though. As we do on Slightly Toasted, yes. Right? It's a, kind of more like that cranberry color. And all the wines are tw 20 to $30. Bucks yeah, that right. we paid for these, we, we, these four. We kept way. it in the uh, 20 30 range. This is probably closer to the 30 range, right? It was, 30s. yeah. Yeah. It's probably about the cheap And it was one of those, I, I don't know much about this. It rated well on Vivino and Cellar Tracker. Mm. Was in the range, mm. and so I'm taking a flyer on it. So, so David, you do a really good job of describing 
the when you taste something and smell something, you know, the what can you compare it to, sort of thing. So be, even before you taste this, you know, from typical Pinot, you know, what is what is kind of the the flavor profile of a Pinot? So we're used to California Pinots, uh, I would say the group as a whole, and with a California Pinot, you get you get just a fruit blast in the nose. You, this smells great, but it, it's not. It's nowhere near. No, the, it's got fruit, fruit, but it's not. It's not the easy growing of a California or a Russian River Pinot. And you know, I think you're right. Yeah, typically, so. the California Pinots that we drink have that earthy type of smell. I, this is like a little dusty. There's a bit of dust on the yeah. On the nose. It really it's is really good. <laughs> I like it. It's got. Yeah, it's, it's got. The, it's, it does have red fruit scents. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a, a hint of dust. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got the Pinot tartness, which is a characteristic. Almost like Pinot. a cherry, cherry, yeah. cranberry, yes. like a tart cherry. Almost like a like a cherry mm-hmm. soda oh, nice. flavor a little bit, but it's definitely got that cherry and, and that. It's definitely not cherry, and it's definitely tart. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit darker than mm-hmm. I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, it it did seem to pour. Yeah, it poured more. Like I was thinking that after commenting how light it looked when he was when. Yeah, pouring it now that's in the glass, it definitely is not quite as. Um, How long has this been open? I opened this about uh, forty-five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing about Pinots too. A Pinot is not something like you know a Syrah or a Cab mm-hmm. where you're gonna open it, you gotta decant it, you gotta let it no I, blow off some steam for a little while, right? You can most most Pinots you can just open up and right. drink and drink. I had um, read some um, people say that there was a bit of funk on the nose, and so. I'm not getting that at all. I I'm expected not, I'm not even I totally, the earthiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I expected both of those, and I don't it's yeah. get very either pleasant. of them. I mean, I, I would it's buy really this. good. I would definitely buy this again. Yes. Uh, well, I didn't buy it in the first instance, <laughs> well, but I would, I would, I would, I would ask Keith to, I would definitely ask Keith buy, it to again. buy it again yes. and yes. to bring it at some point. This would, see, this would go really well with Thanksgiving dinner, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely. It would go well with like, duck confit, you know. It would go well with um, like mushroom risotto. I mean, that's really the wheelhouse of... Pinot. So dumb question. They don't um, disclose it on the bottle, but when it says Pinot, I assume this is 100% Pinot. Yes. Okay. I don't know because a lot of times our cabs are 80% cab and maybe a combination of a variety of different things to soften it a little bit. But this is this doesn't do the thing. This is this is great. It is. I mean, I can't swear to you that uh, by saying Burgundy or, or or such, but I would almost you know. Yeah. I would say ninety nine percent sure this is a hundred percent Pinot. I mean, this may be the book. second, first or second, definitely no more than three Burg- uh, Burgundies that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I've had a lot of Pinot. This I really yeah. like this. Though. Yeah, it's very light, tremendous. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little yeah. on the dry side. It's, dry yeah, that does yeah. the dust on the nose kind of comes mm-hmm. through. It's, it's yeah. I, th- okay. I think when you when you talk about good for Thanksgiving. You know, a Pinot is going to, aside from, beside going with the turkey and the general turkey and Thanksgiving food, most of your family members are going to enjoy a Pinot. Every, everyone likes Pinot. It's a, light, it's a lighter wine. Yeah, totally. And it's uh, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. For a, especially for a group, or, you know, who yeah. may not be, you know, as picky when it comes to their wine yeah. or, 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 you know, somebody who drinks a lot of it, They're, they'll pick up this up and... Totally happy with it. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but when my in-laws or, or my parents come over and say, would, would you like to drink? And we say, 
nothing too dry, you know, and they're right. always like, I want something too dry, whatever, and so... But they don't really know what they, know that they want. They yeah. don't know what it means. Yes. I, know, I know what it means. It means they don't want a cab. They don't yeah, want a exactly. straw. They don't want something that's going to... This dryness is palate down, so... A touch of tan. Yeah, it not, does not, have a yes. touch of it. It's not no dry sugar. Yeah. We don't expect the sugar. When that happens at my house, we bring out the Trader Joe's ones. There you go. Well, we bust open some cheap Pinot, usually like a mm. black pine or something that you can get for, yeah. which is a solid it is, yeah, it's like wrong 15 with bucks a bottle, mm-hmm. um, or Please. bust open a Barbera, or you bust open a Grenache. Usually those are all inexpensive, and it, they kind of look impressive in a bottle, like a Barbera has, you know, the DOC label around it, and you're like, right. oh, look, I got this, it's imported, it's $8, but um, here you go. Yeah, and they love it. Yeah. Yeah, if this is a $30 burgundy, I would, mm-hmm. I would love right. to have a $60 burgundy. Or $10,000. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't imagine how... No, I mean, it's going to be that. interesting to see how the rest hold up. Because this is a good start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It should build, yeah. Yeah, and be able to compare the different regions. I think it probably was a good idea because if we get a typical California Willamette fruit bomb, having this afterwards would have been like, I don't taste much of anything. Yeah. I think that's right. You're probably 100% correct. Yeah, great idea to start with this one. So do you know, Keith, how Pinot grapes got over to here, to North America, right? So you would think that this was first grown in in Europe, in France. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, at what point would they have been moved over and where would they have been planted? This podcast I've been burgundy. Does anyone <laughs> throw it to the room? Does anyone know that? I, I do think I don't know the timing or anything, but I think as they started growing grapes mm-hmm. in, especially in California, I think mm-hmm. there was a realization that, truthfully, in Burgundy, it is very dependent on the vintage because where they're situated, they don't always get the weather. They don't get enough sun. They don't have warm weather for long enough through the season to mature the grapes. So you can have very bad years. Even even the best vineyards, the grapes just don't grow. And so they are beholden to their climate. Whereas California, kind of two things. One, the climate tends to be more consistent. And they kind of came to it with irrigation. So you could get wines that would, you know, there wasn't a problem with ripening these things. So even though Pinot is tricky and there's a whole lot of other things going on, you could say, well, like, the weather's not going to just turn cold on me early and close me out. Or, or a much lower chance. So it's one of those, not like, too many life freak hail storms popping up, I'm guessing. Not, yeah. No, and that, I mean, I guess in France you have the hail mm-hmm. in Burgundy, and then further down the Rhone you have the Mistral winds ripping through. So I guess it's, you know, they, they say yeah. that grapes will grow where nothing else does. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a reason by, that they're here is that mm. it's so windswept. And that's the cool thing about these winemakers when they recant the vintages and they can go back and, and yeah. be like, oh, 2012, yes. there were so many storms. Mm-hmm. But then late in the season, the sun broke through the, cr- the clouds <laughs> and warmed the grapes for the last two weeks. And then the harvest was spectacular yeah. and stuff like that. It's like they, they it remember. The yeah, absolutely. They yeah. can totally taste it. Every vintage has a story. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. And in, in, did you say it earlier, 2016 in Europe yes. in general was a good, a good well, year, right? Well, no, it was, it finished well. It was vicious at the start. Hailstorms okay. tore through a lot of Burgundy 
and and decimated certain vineyards. But it was the other thing about the hail in France is it's very localized. So you'll get you know kind of like being smoked by some angry god. Your vineyard is out there and just gets annihilated and a mile over, nothing. So it's just hard to say. But um, but yeah, they had some challenges at the beginning, but any grapes that, that stayed on the vine in the summer got really good weather. Mm. So I guess it's a, I guess it's one of those things, if supply and demand, you've actually got a, a smaller supply of very good wine, so the farmers probably did okay in the end, so it could have been worse. Mm. The farmers whose harvests weren't ruined were like, well, Ooh, yeah. yay, yeah, I got more, I got yield, they don't. I well, can charge more. Exactly. Have you guys Very ever good. been through a hailstorm? Yes. That is like insanity. Driven through a hailstorm? Or just witnessed one. I, I can remember one in Montgomery, Alabama in the early 80s, and like it was unbelievable. It like wiped out every like car dealership's inventory. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, it, yeah. these were like baseball oh, size. It was insane. It was just the freakest storm ever. So you're yeah. not talking about just little hail. No, not little, like, little, little tiny Zaxby's ice cube <laughs> size. No, it was yeah. literally softball size and just, I mean, roofs, cars. I've been stuck in a car damaged. when we were in New York. Uh, it was actually outside the city. It was in uh, Long Island. Where we were getting like golf ball size. That's unusual up there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was unusual. a freak storm mm -hmm. one summer afternoon, wow. and I thought for sure the windshield or the, the back glass was going to yeah. blow out. And I was just like, so if she can do that to property, yeah. Yeah. just what could be the grapes. Yeah, to a finicky you know, grape to I mean, begin with. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, That's brutal. So it's you know not surprising that it would wipe out 90% of, yeah. the, of the vineyard. So, hmm. wow. Well, this is very good. It yes, is. it's excellent. Mm -hmm. It's a great start. Very good. Definitely a good buy. I think from a value perspective, yes. $30, totally so worth it. Again, Antonin Rodet, Premier Cru, and Sazny de la Brassande. Check our Twitter handle. Yes. We'll post it there. Yes. Uh, and then you got this at Total Wine for 30 bucks, right? Uh, I believe it was less than 30 at Really? Most That's 29. amazing. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a really good bottle. Of yes. Uh, I will be hunting this one down this again. This is a good, and seriously good pretty, food wine. Did you talk to anybody, or did you just kind of happen to across it and decided to purchase it? I just happened across okay. it. I was looking Those through. Those are sometimes the best way to, you know, to find something. I, it had a number of ratings on Vivino. They were all fairly solid mm -hmm. and had a pretty good run. And so, why not? It's not Pam's favorite wine from Total Wine? No. Pam, I love her dearly, but she's trying to move product. <laughs> They have a little card, so for the listener that doesn't know, they have a little cards at Total Wine or Wine Bodega if you don't have one by you. And it's like the each salesperson has like their picture and says this is Pam or Peter or Paul yeah. or Mary's favorite. I, I, I follow Terry, to be honest with you. Terry? Terry's got a pretty good track. <laughs> yeah. I've talked to Terry. He's not bad, but again, I love those guys, but Total Wine is trying to move certain Yeah, totally. Skews. Right, right. Yeah. Buy this wine, we have a lot in the back we need to get rid of. Yes. <laughs> My favorite one for the week. And they had a lot of, there was a lot of Burgundy there, right? Yes. To choose from. They Absolutely. did, yeah. And, and again, the prices go they from go the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? The, even a, 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 quote, cheap Burgundy, I mean, I don't think you can get one under 20 bucks. I mean, no, you I just can't at all. I mean, this is, this is honestly on the lower end of yes. the price spectrum for Burgundy, mm -hmm. a total wine at least, and this was amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, well, again, that's that's what they're saying about uh, the Coach Chalonnais is mm-hmm. that it's it's you know they're second, they try harder, so kind of thing. They're the Avis. They're the middle child. <laughs> I picked up my, my bottle at Total One today too. While we were there, they were happy to be having a sale, so I was like, Ooh. yes, I will buy eight bottles <laughs> for fifteen percent off. You got me. Yeah. But oh. I bought some. Uh, Maybe a future show will be just French wines because I bought a uh, a Beaujolais, a oh, couple of Beaujolais. Yeah, and I'm, I have never had one of those. So yeah, so odd fact. Pretty, pretty excited about that. Beaujolais is in Burgundy, but they however, but they don't produce totally Gamay or it is Gamay. Gamay, correct. It is a totally different wine, totally different style. But it it's in Burgundy. It is. A, it is a. Okay. It is you're going to have to really dig deep on that, because that is, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's another good um, Thanksgiving wine, though, yes, uh, yeah. Beaujolais. I've never had one, it so I'm looking forward to trying it. And that, so, is, that is cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah. and I think it's yes. fruitier. Yeah, the bottles I got were like this. It's not as hard as a Pinot. It's definitely... They were 15 to 20 bucks, January, what, yeah. I think we paid for a couple of them. So. Yeah. And I will say, don't want to go astray, but Beaujolais in the 90s, the Beaujolais Nouveau became this fad, because... Yes, it's Gamay, they drink it young, and there's like a celebration of the harvest in France. And so we Americanized that, and everyone wanted the newest, freshest Beaujolais, mm. and they just started dumping Blanc onto the market. And so it got really gross for a while, and I'm very happy to say it's coming back now. Good. It's, I had some at Thanksgiving last year. Very good. Well, we have the second wine in our glasses. What is, what is this we're about to try? This is a Pinot from... New Zealand, Marlboro, it's a 2017, Jules Taylor. Um, it's from Mordor. <laughs> this was, this was um, so this was grown on the northern end of the southern island. Well, let's let's say it again, northern end? The northern end, the northern tip of the southern island. Okay. In New Zealand's split in two. two. Island, split in two. Okay. So, um, Damn you, plate tectonics. And it's... Uh, like the better when we were all Pangea. That's <laughs> right. We were all together. Pangea. Pangea. Now, we're, we're, we're talking about um, the, the weather, you know, what Pinot has to grow in, but, you know, reading about that area of New Zealand, uh, one, their number one, their, their number one wine is Sau Blanc, and, mm-hmm. and Pinot's second. Um, but the, this area... The temperature, you know, diurnals in this is uh, are huge. It's ninety five in the afternoon and then fifty five at night. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and th- that's where this is grown. Yeah. So, um, interesting. Yeah, it. It is interesting because it, that seems too hot. It does, beans. but it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't get that hot for too long. Yeah. You know, it hits that five o'clock in the afternoon, but then, you know, five in the morning, it'll get down to, you know, the low fifties. So. It brings so it it's supposed to preserve, in, in a Pinot, it's supposed to preserve the acidity mm-hmm. when it uh, when it gets cool like that at night. When it produces the fog, right? And the fog comes into the vineyard and it keeps it cool, like really cool at night, keeps mm-hmm. them damp. What do they say? That Pinot likes cold feet. Yes. Right? So that's what they mean when the fogs come in, it cools it all down and and whatever. But <clears throat> I've never heard that before. I don't like cold feet. That is, <laughs> I'm wearing socks. <laughs> And it keeps the sun off of it in yeah. the in the mornings to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So. I don't like feet. 
at all. You like feet at all? No. Feet come here. I like feet. You're me out. Yeah. Well, that's why I have socks on. Thank you. I, know. I appreciate that. Feet. I barely like looking at my own, but that's okay. Well, this is this is good. What are what are the first impressions? Well, the the color it looks it looks like a mm-hmm. it looks like a California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinot, dark, like yeah, it's it almost looks like a cab. Yeah, I was thinking it's dark. Yeah. So, yeah, this is super dark, darker than last. Ruby is it's it, it's got a little more purple tint in it than yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even see like I'm trying to put my thumb the other side of the glass, whereas the one the burgundy I could see like the outline of it. And it's got a bit more of that earthiness on yes. the nose. Yes. Like I almost get like a cola y. It's not the it's not the light to it. Dusty of the burgundy. No. It's definitely more earthy. I can see. Yeah, like a hint of cola. I get a hint of a little yeah. funk and a hint of a little cola on the nose. You're not wrong. It's got a little bit of a bite to it. It's not as cherry flavored as the burgundy. Um, this is not as I, I think you know, definitely fruit forward, but it's got a little bit of a bite to it. Almost like t- tart. tobacco type of. Oh, so flavor. not a fruity, not a fruity bite. You're mm-hmm. saying more mm-hmm. of a. It does seem a little more acidic than the uh, yeah yeah than the burgundy. It's more tart to me. So does this one have any like? Is this a well distributed wine? Is it is it uh, like the vino have a bunch of ratings on it or anything? No, no it's primary. This uh, vineyard is primarily known for Sauvignon Blanc. The um, the winemaker Jules Jules Taylor is also the, the owner and. Um, she, she had her got her her background is from Kim. She worked at Kim Crawford for a long time, so that's where she learned how to make wine. But um, if it if a wine makes it to total wine, then it's probably it's probably fairly well distributed. You would think, especially if a wine from New Zealand makes it to total wine. Yeah, right, so right. It's probably uh, I mean, same to hold true for your Burgundy, then, right? I mean, if you can get a total wine, I, I would imagine think, it's fairly yeah. He's being attacked by locusts, so there is like buzz, buzzing everybody's tower. <laughs> but this was this was twenty bucks. Um, this is definitely earthier to me. And, Agreed. And I don't know. It is a little a little reductive, then, or is it no, just I, the earth? I don't think so. Earthy. I think it's just the earthiness. Yeah, I think it's more earthy than the burgundy. I agree with Chris that there's something else going on in there aside from fruit. I can't place it though. You know what I hate no. to say? I'm going to say it, but I hate it because you read these these descriptions of wines and it's just like you've got to be kidding me. But I'm like tasting pencil shavings. Yeah, there you go. I like that's that. what pencil it is. shavings. I always say that. But that's literally what I call it. Graphite. Is. Yeah, it's maybe graphite. Graphite, graphite might be a better, more no, elevated. Pencil shavings <laughs> could be the cedar around it too. Ah, oh, there you go. Kind of pencil do you use? It's got cedar wrapped around. That's like the standard. That's Is like, that right? That's like the number fourteen. We never got that. Out. The number We're stuck four, on the number right. two. Pinecrest, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your fancy ass pencil. Right. <laughs> but this is good. You said it's twenty it's good. bucks. Yeah, it's good, twenty bucks. Yeah. A little more, a little more uh, full bodied. I would think. It's mm-hmm. good. There's a bit of a bite at the back end. I I don't know if it's a higher alcohol or. That's interesting. Yeah, I was going to look at the alcohol, too. I meant to do that earlier. Um, I'm guessing the burgundy was probably pretty light. It's funny. I've never seen this before on a bottle. It says it's alcohol 11% to 14% on the burgundy. Oh, so then okay. you know, just let her rip. Yeah. It's somewhere in that range. Don't worry about it. Just drink it. 
I like that. Yeah. That's the metric. That's my kind of. I don't think it's on here. They might not have to put them on there. How many bottles have you sold? Oh, somewhere between 10,000 <laughs> and 12,000. Yeah. We don't, we yeah, don't it's really whatever. Track, we don't, yeah. It's 13 and a half. Oh, right. That's all right. That's all right. You're right. You might want to get new readers, though, but you're fine. No, 13 and a half is pretty light. I would have it guessed, is, I would I guessed would it was higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, frankly, but it's it's good. I mean, it's not, I like the burgundy better, but this is good. I do too. Like, this, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. this at all. It's Yeah, $20. Um, I would have no yeah. problem picking this up. Would you so, say this is another Thanksgiving wine, or what? Would, is there something else you would try to pair this with? I'd say it would stick along those lines. Uh, I think I would enjoy that. That burgundy a little more. Me too. I think this is yeah. heavier. Um, if I were to buy this again, I would decant it. Would you? I would. See, I don't know that I would decant the Pinot unless you know we had. Um, How long has it been open? Um, you just cranked it, right? No, I yeah. opened it. Up. Oh, you so did. About, okay. about. Let me see. What I got. About an hour. It's been open about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I would I don't think it would hurt to decant it for a half an hour. I think so. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't I'm think it would need a long decant, but to take it out, I didn't. You know, I just opened the top. <clears throat> yeah, I just opened it, let yeah. it air hit it. The only, I mean, I had a Pinot a couple weeks ago. It was a Costa Brown Pinot, and it was. Um, so he's just putting us to shame here. No, no, no. But it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> buy this Pinot. Someone else broke it open, and that wasn't a decanter. And that's the first Pinot I ever drank that I said. Yes, that should have been in a decanter mm-hmm. because it definitely was heavier, kind of like like a cab, like had more tannins. It was cabby in that respect with a mm-hmm. pinot taste. It was really really interesting. Where's I, that one from? The Costa Brown's a California. Okay, so um, that makes sense. California, yeah. I think it's. I don't know if it's Russian River or Santa Rita Hills or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but um, but I don't know. This, I mean, I think if you just let it. The air yeah. hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if we put this glass down and just leave it there for right. come back to the bottle after yeah, the podcast. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind the earthiness in Pinots though. I kind of so, like that little. Well, there's a difference. Yeah, I, I don't think this is. I, I don't think it's reductive. It doesn't have the. It doesn't have a hit of sulfur so much yeah. as just that. Forest kind floor. Of forest floor. Yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. So it does re- resemble a Willamette Pinot more than. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, more than the. Oh, much more than a burgundy. And, yeah, and probably 100%. more than a California as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. This is more... This is, well, this is a new world. Right? It's a new world Pinot. And it definitely reads more like a Oregon or a California. It's good. It's good. So did we decide that all the grapes originated in Europe? Or thereabouts? Because there's nothing... There's no grape there are other that grapes, the United States is, you know, has, is originated from, right? Everything has been imported. I mean, I think we... Didn't well, we think, like, Zinfandel was ours, but we proved that that really Zinfandel's, isn't... Uh, Zinfandel's yeah. in Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. right. So that... that we have a answer. Norton and a couple others, I believe. Norton is the only one that I would say that... But it's not like... We have had grapes, they just don't make good wine. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. I thought we just decide, though, that... <laughs> Was it Pansia? Was it was all one land? Pangea, right? Pangea, whatever. Pangea. It was all one land, and that's where all the grapes came from. Oh, if we go back. Although they probably weren't growing at that point because it was different. Because it was desolate, super hot. Yeah, <laughs> all the they dinosaurs ate all the grapes. Yeah. Right, they were raisins. Uh, there were plenty of valleys and just wild growing. I mean, after all, grapes are just weeds, right? Grapevines. 
pretty much. Uncontrolled. I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure they were growing somewhere. They're uncontrolling. Yeah. I, I will plug uh, New Zealand Sau Blanc, though. If, if the listeners have never had uh, New Zealand Sau Blanc, it is... Amazing. You mentioned Kim Crawford. Have you ever had one of those? I never have. I was gonna. I was gonna ask about. Don't that. they have you, like the swanky new ad on TV? They do. Where, like the ladies are walking down. Yeah. With the yeah, corks, co- yeah. Corks popping and stuff like that. Is that <laughs> actually good? I mean, I kind of figured it was well, just a, it's a. Very. It's very popular. Mass populated. Mass produced. Mass produced. Yeah. I, I think I've only had it one time. It, it's 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 on a lot of wine lists as mm-hmm. far as by the glass, um, which tells you. Right. That they have plenty of it. Mm-hmm. It's acceptable. I mean, it's not yeah. Kim Crawford or Sauv Blanc. Kim Crawford, Sauv Blanc, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Are, can be fantastic. I love Sauv Blanc. I like it better than Chardonnay. That's such a realm. Uh, again, I kind of like the white Burgundies, which is a Chardonnay grape, but mm-hmm. that is a totally different presentation than you would typically get from California that we've grown accustomed to. There's no oak on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sometimes like either limit or don't have malolactic, so it's a lot of more green apple kind yeah, of flavors and bright, and, yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> and you know, really, you know, kind of like in a good way, acid forward, fresh, mm-hmm. uh, crisp, refreshing. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of something like I've grown into over the last three or four years because I used to love my oaky, buttery shards like old California style. And now. I really don't like that. I can't <laughs> drink that. No, no, no. Me. Yeah, I can't drink that. But, but the Sauv Blancs have like some kind of bite to them. They do. Sauvs. And I, 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 haven't, I haven't acquired that taste. You don't like that, that bite. You don't like that. I do not. It's that mineral. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's refreshing to me. I love it. I really like it. I like them in the summer. I mean, I, I think one of the things we were maybe talking about doing was a, a white wine podcast, yeah. but... I think we all kind of get, get more excited about weeks. the red wine, and since we only do these apparently once a quarter, yeah. <laughs> sorry to roll in a, a white. Uh, a white I will wine. say but so, anyway. like some Sauv Blancs, especially they are more aromatic green, <clears throat> and some people get the cat pee smell out of some of them. It can either go kiwi, pineapple, kind of mm-hmm. tropical fruit, or gross sweat cat pee. And some is some people get it. Sometimes you can get that. Uh, I just prefer to think of it as kiwi pineapple, <laughs> and not which is your cat's name. Well, good one, Dave. Yes. Yeah. yeah two for yeah, two. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pressure's well, on, Frank. Have, have you guys Press, ever had? Sorry, you're next. Out. Yeah. I've not had it. Uh, you ever had a New Zealand peanut? This is the first. I've never New had Zealand a New Zealand peanut. peanut no, I, I've had so. many a New Zealand salt blanc, but never a New Zealand peanut. I had an Australian, that Australian peanut. Yes, and I, think and I forget what it was called. It was called Applejack or something weird like that. Boomerang. <laughs> it's called boomerang. It's called yellowtail. It's called Dundee. Oh no! They come in a box. Very Let me nice. go and yes. prepare the next one. What is next, Mister Mister Monks? You got you brought. I like your style. Where we were challenged to to bring one bottle, but you brought two. So that is well. It's no reason. Just in case you know we need something else to talk about. Okay. We could also save it for the after party. Sample. Now are both of these from Willamette? These are both Willamette. Okay. 
Um, and we need not taste the other one. We, we can, though. It's there. Yeah, at the end to see yeah, if there's there. a, a difference. Yeah. <clears throat> but mainly, I, I was torn at the store. I, I knew, so I brought a Kudos Reserve, which I've actually never had a Kudos Reserve before. And the backstory in this, I almost brought the Kudos for the, um, the bottle that got me started. Because these guys will know that, that makes sense, the, yeah. the uh, Mike and Alicia house wine back in the day was Kudos. And it was like fourteen ninety nine at Total Wine end cap. And we would just buy the shit out of it. And we would serve it to everyone. <laughs> but it was solid. It was good. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have yeah. served it, and you all wouldn't have drank it if it was shitty. No, it was good. Um, but I really haven't had kudos since kind of, you know, the wineissance that we've had. And um, so it'd be interesting to taste it now, looking back, to see if it's held up, A. B, you know, just to, you know, see if you can taste the Willamette-ness of it. I don't know. But this is the reserve, so we've never had the reserve. The, the, the kudos now goes for about, I say, 18 bucks a bottle. Um, this reserve kudos is like 22 bucks a bottle. And then they do make one other one. It's from a, look at my cheat sheet here. They make one other wine, um, called the Highland Vineyard for just under 30 bucks. So it's a price performer for Willamette Pinot. Willamette Pinot is pretty much, you're spending at least 20 to 25 bucks for Willamette Pinot. Yeah. And generally, much yeah. more than that for Willamette Pinot. You're usually we'll, in the $50 range true. for Willamette Pinot. I think Willamette <laughs> Pinot started out as like the, that kind of second trying harder to the Russian rivers. But now they've fully realized the power they wield and uh, are charging, <clears throat> you know. And they wield it. And they do. They wield it strongly. A funny story about, uh, about Willamette Pinot is when Kim and I would come over... And that would be the only thing you would pour. We weren't drinking really much other wine other than Chardonnay's, which she was drinking. But um, we went out to eat, we went out to dinner with somebody, and and Kim just pipes up. Uh, well, I, I prefer Willamette Pinot, and 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 the the wife of the other couple says, "Oh, wow, I, lo I love how you're just so specific." And Kim didn't know what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> but it was funny. I just I just chuckled and. Well, she does. She's had one, and so she right. prefers it. Exactly. Um, In this particular case, she knew exactly what she wanted. So a little bit about, yeah, it's got some funk on it. That's got mm -hmm. some forest floor and, and other funky elements to it. So, so Willamette does have, you know, is known for its earthiness. We'll call it, will be nicer than funk. Yeah. For its earthiness. Um, it, um, the grapes, they grow in Oregon. Pinot, Pinot Gris, Chardonnay, 73% of the grapes, though, are Pinot Noir um, there. They also do a little Riesling, which is not surprising, because I think Washington does quite a bit of Riesling, right, Keith? A fair amount, yeah. <clears throat> so, they're neighbors to the north. Um, and, you know, Willamette itself has its own sub-regions, and I'll, I'll rattle some of those off. Is, uh, I'm going to butcher all of these names, and you're all going to chuckle. Please I had to get through French names. No kidding. That you was... can't get but through that, That's why this is going to be worse. That's why this is going to be so much worse, because you just, you know... Bend. Y'all, that's horrible. There's uh, Chehala Mountains. It's all right. Passable. And so I'll give you the little characteristics, too. They say that that's cherry, black tea, and cinnamon. Those are the characteristics of that AVA. Ribbon Ridge, I can pronounce that. And they describe those as cranberries and dirt. 
Two great tastes and tastes great like together. I would describe it. Yeah, exactly. Wow, this <laughs> tastes like very, very I mean, a compliment. Way to go, Chris. Uh, Dundee Hills, raspberry and black tea. Um, this is from so Yamil Carlton. I won't tell you the characteristics of it. See if you guys. I'm not saying that this has those characteristics. It'd be interesting to see if you name some of them. Um, but that's where the, the kudos is from. There's McMinnville, um, Eola Amity Hills, which which I've had several really good bottles from there. That's where that um, Evening Land oh, yeah. was from that I that I had and opened it a couple of years ago. It was a really great bottle. Um, and then um, those are the, the sub-AVAs in, in Willamette. So the, the winemaker or the owner of Kudos actually is from Bordeaux. And he immigrated to the U.S. and started a winery and got it making um, Willamette Pinot. And Willamette is very similar to, it's, it's the same, I always get it wrong, latitude as Burgundy. If you pop open your globe at home, you'll see that that's the case. So anyway, I haven't tasted it yet. I, I smelled it. It's kind of funky. Well, it's, it's really good. Um, it's it's got some interesting flavors to it, which I like. If the flavor profile is, is pretty deep, I mean, you mentioned what could it be. I definitely get yeah. the black tea part of it. That that is some kind of tea yeah. on it. I get licorice too. That that is coming yeah. through pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And and a li I mean, it smells. If this makes any sense, it smells a lot more earthy than it tastes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I don't really get that earthiness. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you drink it. So. This is this is really good. I is mean, it's it, definitely it's, a lot yeah. better than your standard kudos, which is which is good. This is I can tell why they may make this their reserve wine. It's, I will it's say, solid. for me, at the very end of the nose when I'm smelling it, I get a hint of, of vanilla from the oak. That, you're 100 percent yeah. correct. Yes, I was thinking that too. Maybe that another one of my favorite descriptors, that wet stone type of uh, flavor. No, that's a good. No, because that, there's. There's definitely some earth in there. I, I, yeah. I, I get mushroom, so I'll say like a cola and a mushroom and mm -hmm. cherry. Um, it's kind of what what I'm getting on it, and I, I there's definitely oak. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. so what is what is the well? This AVA they say is black cherry and vanilla. So you all were okay. I heard oh. cherries. I heard vanilla. Oh, I heard all of it. Um, and then the bottle itself. Oak and vanilla are the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the the bottle itself says it's layered blackberry, black cherry, wild herbs, spice, savory, minerality. So there's your there's your mm -hmm. stone, your whetstone, right? Um, so you all were were all over. I haven't even tasted it yet. I've just been enjoying the smell. So I I don't mind that dang smell. No. Of, of, of no. Oregon Pinot. I, I love Oregon Pinot. Is kind of what got me started on wine, and it's yeah, it's stuck with me. Through now, I do love California Pinot. I do have definitely an appreciation for California Pinot, especially Russian River, where we'll taste I think it next. Is. But I mean, again, part of it's the terroir, part of it's the the producer in the year. You can get some forest floor, like dank, wet forest floor, on uh, Californians. I find this fascinating. Uh, the last two, the New Zealand and this, it's a different kind of forest floor. And New Zealand was like forest floor into more of a fruit bomb. And this is definitely, I guess, it's the Kudos Reserve. It's uh, a subtler flavor for me. It's a better integrated. Yeah. Yeah, that, that note, that funk smell goes, you know, with a few swirls, it goes yeah. away. It it, it's yeah. gone. Once you poured it mm -hmm. and it just had some air, it, yeah. 
It smells yeah. really good. And and I just and, and maybe that's all needed because I just opened this when we came down here. Yeah, I think so however long we've been going for is when this was opened. Um, well, kudos. So it's it, no, this is really good. This is uh, it is good. And you said it was twenty. This was like twenty two, twenty three bucks. Okay. So it's not Someone wildly expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. There you go. Kudos on yours. Um, mm -hmm. This would uh, I think this would be a uh, crowd pleaser for sure. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would like this. Um, Although I don't know if the vanilla would go with a Thanksgiving dinner. That might be. I don't know if I could like sides and the risottos, and that'd be fine. I don't know if I want this with turkey. I'm not get. I mean, I get a hint of vanilla on it. I'm not getting like it. It whacked across my head. No, I'm getting it. I'm getting it though. You are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are. So I am too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get I get a lot of cherry. I'm getting a lot of cherry. Mm -hmm. It's not quite as tart to me no, no, as the other which two, I, which I like. Um, and yeah. that's that's why that's why I love when, if I were to pair with like Thanksgiving dinner. Like I, I think I would enjoy that burgundy more than this with Thanksgiving dinner. I'll agree with that because the burgundy was more tart. I feel like that would go yeah. really well, almost like yes. the, it's almost like its own cranberry dressing for the turkey itself. And that's why I would like the burgundy. You know, that's why I would like the burgundy. This is, you know, I think I could drink this before Thanksgiving dinner. though. With some, you know, wider yeah. quarters. Yeah, wider yeah, While you're cooking, mm -hmm. pop like this bad boy or something. Like a, a nice, soft, smooth cheese would be fantastic. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah, definitely. Didn't you make uh, that fig goat cheese thing? Probably go good with that. Like, what doesn't cook? But yeah, I could drink this without food completely. Yeah, yeah. I no, it's good. I, I, I like this. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I was worried about it, whether we would. Because it, it's literally it's been easily six yeah. or seven years since I've had a kudos. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? I mean, it's been at least that long. Yeah. No, I think David's right. This is a definite crowd pleaser. I think based on the <clears throat> types of wines that we've mm -hmm. become accustomed to, this has that flavor profile. You know, there's a, there's much more going on in this particular wine than you know some of our quote unquote typical pinot. I think like a you know, a regular bottle of Kudos, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm, you'll be curious to taste them side by side to yeah. see if you could really tell the difference. I think you could, um, but it would be really interesting to try. It would be. Again, this is this is pretty full-bodied, and for uh, for a Cal for an Oregon Pinot, I mean, just a, a West Coast Pinot, I, and the ones I've been drinking lately from Sonoma have been much lighter. Yeah. Than this. This and, is uh, not light. No, no, this is not light at I mean, all. This is not a light pinot. I mean, all, all three that we've had have, have, have been really... Have had some good body, yeah. Yes. And all three have been really solid performers. Mm -hmm. Three for three. Yeah, three for three. The pressure's really on now. It yeah. really is. Because if we don't like it, man, we're going to hammer it. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I don't know. It, if there's going to be too many that we just... <clears throat> no, but I think Pinot, like like Chris said, is a crowd pleaser. So it makes yeah. sense that we would like pretty much a wide variety of Pinot. I, I remember, though, um, this Chil and I don't know, I don't think it was the Chilean that you opened that time that was clearly... That, that, was, that was bad. Done. Bad yeah. But I've had a, a Chilean Pinot that I remember thinking this is just... Portion. <laughs> it was just so bad, and it wasn't a bad bottle. Like it went bad. It was just yeah, not tasty mm -hmm. at all. Just the way it was done and whatever. Yeah. So there are, I guess, you know. I think. Pinos, I, but, I mean, to our earlier comment about 
tasting dry. I think there are a lot of crowd-pleasing pinots that probably have perceptible residual sugars that will say they're dry, but kind of go into that for the crowd-pleasing territory. That's, you know... Yeah. Five sort of park rest, maybe. That, that kind of provider out there that's just, you know, screw top, uh, pop and pour. But Naomi. We want to trash Naomi again? It's been a year. <sighs> so I have a soft spot because I, I have been stuck in an airport and I've had a Naomi. The airport Fridays, you got to get a bottle exactly. of Naomi. Exactly. Poor Naomi. <laughs> I'll say this one. The bachelorette party you crashed. <laughs> Well, that's every Friday. <laughs> I'll say this wine smell has the best nose on it to me. The uh, the burgundy had had a good nose, but the, I, I think I think the oak and the vanilla kind of make the nose yeah. a, little, a little bit stronger. But yeah, I could sit here and just smell this thing for an hour. Well, here's an interesting question. Could could you guys have, of the three we've had so far, would you, do you think you've been able to pick it out in a blind in a blind taste and say, this is a Pinot? Or, or of the three we've had, which one was the most Pinot-y that, that if you would have just been blind tasting it? You'd be like, this is definitely Pinot. I think I would recognize all three on the nose. You would? Pinot. The first one may have thrown me, like, like the burgundy the was... Light, yeah. That was really light, but I mm -hmm. wouldn't know what else to call it, so it would have defaulted. Mm -hmm. The uh, New Zealand and this definitely have enough of that forest form, like, you know, and cherry profile that I'm... Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's easy to say we obviously know they're all peanuts. Yeah. But I, I think I would have gotten all three. I, I think the burgundy would have thrown me off when I smelled it, but as soon as I tasted mm -hmm. it, because it had the tartness to it, I would have been like, this is definitely a pinot. Um, I think I would have gotten it. I think the New Zealand one would have been the most likely to throw me off. Really? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I think it would have thrown me off a little bit. Yeah. It, was, it was good. I liked it and everything. It just... <clears throat> I think there was something about this. This I feel like I, I think I would get right. Although the vanilla may throw me off a little bit. That's what I was thinking. More That's right. Yeah, that yeah. might throw me so off. what would you first... call instead? Because there's no way it's a cab because it's not a cab, right? right? And it's not like a Zinfandel because there's no spice to it. No. no pepper to it. Heavily oak grenache, but yeah. yeah, I mean, so you may have just defaulted to Pinot on it, but the that vanilla does. would throw me off. I, I don't know that I would have said Willamette Pinot. Never would have said no. Willamette. Because there is no, yeah. um, I expect, you expect, just, you expect to just have the, like, yeah. like the front end loader dump the earth on you with the two, well, you know, <laughs> I, you know. I haven't had recent Willamette Pinot, so maybe... You know, is that is that is that gone away? Like that the earthiness, maybe? I don't know. That's a good question because I feel like we've at least I shouldn't say we. I've not had one in a while, so it's quite possible. I that definitely had. I remember it's changed a couple a of years bit. ago, a few years ago. Had which would would have been they would have been 2013, 2014s, or 2012s. Well, and it's and, and they were def they definitely had a earth, a big earth. Uh, dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good dirt. We had the Antica Terra, though. That was earthy as all hell. 
It was. It was. That was like Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like someone shoveled something. Yeah, yeah you're talking yeah. about uh, a decant-worthy Pinot. That was one. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. That was one. Would it help? I mean, it may not have even helped if it was that strong. It, it was more. It was more just the see. The, the thing I would worry about with that is when I think of decanting. You know, I, I would worry about too much air hitting Pinot that's not heavy Pinot because I wouldn't call that Pinot heavy. It was earthy, but not yeah. heavy. Um, so if too much air hits a wine that's not like you know a, a, a tanniny or high, you know, a very dry wine, I'd worry about it almost having an opposite effect on it. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. These were aggressive pours too. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't, de right. haven't decanted enough. I didn't mind mine, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I was having the last one. I think I got the lightest of the four. That's what I'm telling myself, anyway. Go back in. There's more. <laughs> Taking a break. Taking a break so we can finish this thing. Finish it. So we'll, just, we'll just shorten this up. I can actually. <laughs> we'll just take this out and post everyone. So. <laughs> People can actually understand what I'm saying. So. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Keith. Three for three so far. Um, very solid. Very, even though they're all Pinots, they different flavor Definitely profiles. Definitely a different which flavor is really cool. That's fantastic. And, and it's curious if, you know, what we're tasting is indicative of the areas that they yeah. come from. I think so. Yeah, it has to be. Well, that's yeah. what Pinot, yeah. I mean, Mike said it. That's yeah. what Pinot is. Yeah. I mean, Pinot, driven. Pinot is more of the, Where? the earth and... Yep. Where it's from. Where it's from, more than anything. And we're drinking very recent Pinot, right? So this Kudos is 2017. Mine was, was 2016. Mine was 17. 17, so. The next one's a 15. 15, so there we go. You know, So we have fairly recent um, <laughs> yep. bottles, right? Um, so, yeah, 2017. Interesting. This may be the first 2017 red I've had, actually. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Well, mine would have been first. Oh, that's right. Damn, I'm like Buzz Aldrin to you. <laughs> you know, 50th anniversary of the moon landing, you had to break it up. Yeah, who? We were recent. Who? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think that we've probably had a 2017. I would think. Red. I, 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 I don't know. I think so. I mean, I've had whites for sure. I don't yeah. know if I've had a red, though. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, but it wouldn't have been a cab, so. No. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this is solid. It's good. And it I, is. I get it again. I'm happy. I'm happy for it because I was working. Yeah, I will say that the, the Beaujolais I brought was actually uh, was a 14. It was a Morgan, so it was a little age worthy. And so I was just trying to think what what I would have had that could have been that new. But the last Beaujolais I brought to right. a dinner was a 14. Yeah. You brought you right to his house, uh -huh. and it was very. It was excellent. It was, it was excellent. <clears throat> And that's not a... Yeah, Beaujolais was good. I, I, it's not a popular wine. Well, you know what, though? I mean, it's popular again yeah. with Psalms now, right? Like, Psalms yeah. will drink Beaujolais and Riesling. Because they got to be... Yeah, they got to be different. But I, they're plugged in. So, again, what it is is they're yeah. finding the ones that are... They've gone through the, oh, it's the sweet wine. Oh, it's the, yeah. the trendy wine. And now they're the ones that are able to find the people that just love the wine, love the grape, and bring the craft. So we're kind of seeing a return to that. Yeah. So, so we should take advantage of that because you know, prices, yeah, still price cheap, wise, yeah, yeah price you, you can get you can get a a rock star Beaujolais yes. for thirty dollars, like it would be top of the line. Um, what we're drinking now, we're just we're we're average to 
low yeah. end. Low end. Yes. Yeah, this is like Eno for the masses for sure. Absolutely. This is not that, high end. That was Eno. the goal. I mean, but look though, it, it, it is though because you know we're a little skewed, but you know these are still twenty to thirty dollar bottles. Most people don't drink twenty True. to thirty dollar yeah. bottles of wine on like, a regular basis. What's the average? Most, Nine dollars. But yeah, yeah less than ten bucks, yeah. right? So to me though, so. What, what this is good for is if you're going to go to Thanksgiving dinner at your friend's house Correct. or at your need to show you know, up with a bottle family's house and you yeah. show up with a bottle you want to do elevate it a little bit and bring something that that everyone's going to like mm-hmm. these and you know, not, going to go wrong, not going to go wrong with any of these yes exactly, right, exactly. Right. and and if you like if you get a bottle of flowers mm-hmm. or if you get a bottle of Mary Edwards at sixty to seventy dollars a bottle yeah of course it's going to be good wine because that's a ridiculous price for a lot of yeah, circumstances. Yeah. I mean, I can rationalize those every now and again, and that's probably silly. But for most people, especially if you're not really into wine, it's not realistic yeah. to expect them to kick down that kind of money. Yeah, a good another good bottle, and I just brought this. I think last weekend was the um, Anne Amy. Yeah, that was um, very good. Oregon Pinot. Um, it's it's the wine it's I think it's called the um, there's there's several different labels from Amy. This one was a called the winemakers something or other. It was like yeah. seventeen ninety nine a bottle screw top from Willamette. A, a really good. You bought a screw top. I did bring a screw top. Wow. It, bro- it broke my. <laughs> it was really unless good. Unless it's from Australia, New Zealand, give by yeah. screw top rule, but um, it was really good. It, it was more, it, it reminded me more of the Burgundy. Right, because it was a little thinner, yeah. tart, not quite the earthiness to it, but it was it was really good. We all liked it. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely a price performer. Totally. All right, pressure's on. Fourth and final wine of the evening. It smells like a pinot. Does it? And, oh yeah. And this is, oh, a, this yeah. is Russian River. Right? Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about this wine. This wine is called the Calling, which is a 2015 Pinot from Russian River Valley. Um, have any of you guys heard of this winery before? I have. Yeah. No. Do you know I, I, the backstory at all? A little it's bit. It's founded by a, a Catholic priest. The calling. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's funny you say that because there's an interesting story about what, how it was uh, how it was founded and how it became you know. It was became, of course. Uh, it was of course the Franciscan Jesuit monks that like started the the Burgundy growing in. There you go. But anyway, slight tangent there. It's kind of funny. Um, so these guys are known for this relatively new winery. They've been around since like um, 2009, 2010 time frame. Um, they only produce three wines, Chardonnay, Cab, and Pinot. Um, the Chardonnay and Pinot grapes are sourced from the Russian River Valley. The Cab is um, Alexander Valley, so they're Sonoma-based. Um, their uh, 2016 Chardonnay was on Wine Enthusiasts, Wine Enthusiasts Top 100, number okay. 15, actually. Nice. Oh, wow. In their Top 100 in 2018. Nice. So... They know how to make wine. They know how, they know what they're doing, exactly. They know how to make wine. Um, so it's an interesting collaboration between a couple people. It's actually a, um, a guy who's been in the wine business for a long time and actually somebody relatively famous. So I'm going to do an impression of the famous person <laughs> who started, one of the two gentlemen who started this wine, and we'll see if you can't tell... Who it is. Hello, friends. Welcome to Slightly Toasted, episode four, where we explore Pinot Noir and specifically Jim Nance. 
Not Vern, no, not, not <laughs> yeah, Uncle Vern, yeah, not Uncle Vern, but yes, our good friend Jim Wow, Mance. very nice. Wow. Yeah, so it's really a cool story. He actually, um, kind of one of his personal goals was to always go into the wine business, and he wrote a book, um, totally unrelated to this, but it was a book about his father and his battle with Alzheimer's, and he was at a dinner, and this gentleman who, um, his family has been in the wine business forever, he read the book and it really impacted him. So he kind of walked up and introduced himself to Jim Nance and turns out his family's been in the wine business the enti- his entire life. So they just got kind of started talking and it ballooned from there, as you, as you can imagine. So so what you're drinking is, like I said, the Calling 2015 Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, source, like I said, all the grapes from um, Russian River Valley. And this was a total wine purchase today. Um, it's been open for about an hour or so. And it was, I think it retails, it's a little on the higher price side for what we're drinking. It probably retails for in the $36 range. Mm-hmm. I think I got it because of the wow. promotion they had going on closer to about 30 bucks or so. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, let me know what you guys think. Very nice. Well, off the nose, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Pinot when I smelled it. I yeah. think this is the most Pinot-y of the, the four yes. tonight. Um, it's your forest floor. I got, so yeah, I got some forest floor. I got some fruit, like, right, right away. Both. Mm-hmm. Good. But, but again, looking at it, it's another yes. it's another dark one. I mean, it's yeah, none of these it's are a, yeah. It, wow, it's a it's, it's a punchy fruit. Good uh, wine. It's it is delicious. I mean, it's fruit forward. Is, it's, yeah. Can you tell if you had to get? I mean, obviously you could guess this was a Pinot, but could you guess this was a California Pinot? I think no. See, so yeah, I think I, 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 I well. I don't know what would tip you off. Like when you say yes, what would tip you off that it would, is a California Pinot? I think I get a lot of red fruit. It's not as as tart as maybe um, like an Oregon Pinot would be to me, um, but definitely has a little bit of the jamminess to me. It's got a little bit of the earthiness to me, and it's just is a Russian River Pinot to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, easy because I see it, and you're yeah. telling me it is. So right. I get I get that part of it. If if I were if you all were to pull this out blind taste and make me wrong in a month and it's 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 a very popular when i say popular it's a um kind of a critic's choice if you will i mean 90 points on enthusiast 91 on spectator yeah um so it's getting a lot i I think vivino's 4.1.2 with almost 2000 ratings so so definitely and and i didn't know any of this when i bought it when i was at total wine today i was talking to one of the gentlemen terry and i was like (laughs) Yo, brother, help me pick out some wines. We're doing a podcast, and I picked up one actually that I before he walked over. I was looking at one individual um, wine, and and uh, and he actually walked straight to that one and picked it out. And it was a little bit on the look price wise, it was like seventeen bucks, something like that. And I was like, cool, okay. And, and he kind of walked straight to this and said, if you haven't tried this, um, try it. It's it's incredible. I think you're really gonna like it's it. Really so good. I, I I agree. I mean, as far as the description is concerned, I think you guys nailed it a little bit. I mean, they call it a um, you know medium-bodied pinot with flavors of bean, cherry, cinnamon, and hints of white pepper and black tea. So I think a, a lot of that comes through. You can yeah, really taste good. a lot of that. And um, you know, I almost I opened it before I left the house and poured a little glass for Ashley to have in case she didn't come over. And um, I tasted it before I left, and I was like, that is really damn good. This <laughs> is really your kind of pinot. Yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is my yeah. kind of pinot, because it's, it drink. well, that's why I like California pinots, right? Because they're, know, they're yeah. not like cabs, but they're, 
they're a lot more complex with the yeah, flavor profile. They 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 certainly yeah, like a burgundy, yeah. right? I mean, the burgundy was fantastic. Yeah. This, to me, you're right. I mean, if you're more into the the bigger, the bolder wines, um, flavor profile, you know, that sort of thing, then certainly, I think the California Pinots, whether it's a Napa yeah. or obviously you'd like to talk about the the Sonoma, that's where they're they're coming from, Russian yeah. River Valley. This kind of fits that mold. Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely a crowd pleaser still, though. Even though yeah. I agree with you. This this is a crowd pleaser because it would satisfy the cab drinker. Yeah, but it would yeah, also absolutely. satisfy like the mother-in-law crap. Like, it's not right, super it's heavy. Nothing's really smacking you in the face. Nothing's smacking you in the face. It's not it's silky. Like a really yeah. heavy hit acid. Yeah. Silky's a great. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. This is a great closer to the four, mm -hmm. and this is probably what the a great best, progression. The best four. Yes. Wines that we drank in a podcast. Yeah, I think, I think right. collectively, I, I think there was there's always one wine that was a little wonky that we had and whatever. I mean, but that yeah. happens, you know. But that's that's why, part of that's this. That's why we do. I mean, sometimes but, it's fun to yeah, drink that bottle these of wine. Have all been delicious and it's fitting like the perfect yeah. progression. No, this it's, is this is I I would not have wanted to have this earlier or yeah. the Burgundy any later in the, the podcast. Well, you're right. The Burgundy was the perfect start. And this is the perfect thing yeah, went around. Is. That's exactly how it was planned, though. Mm -hmm. That we, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Not how we. Planned. It was. <laughs> no. It was totally scripted, just like it the was show. Scripted like the show. <laughs> That's right. We have cue cards here yeah. in the room. We have a teleprompter. Exactly. This is really good. While wow, Dave's yeah. going in for a second pour of it, I got I got a light pour there because I milked the last one. Well, I usually like I'm usually the heavy pourer, not yeah. Mike. So that's why I went I went a little lighter. But uh, but yeah, this is this is this, this is definitely is good. I mean, I think, and you know, they they call it the calling because their their goal is to you know encourage people to find whatever their their calling is. And you know, from a from a winery standpoint, their their vision is to and I, and I'm. You know, I don't think they're going out on a limb here because this is most most wineries that are relatively new. Their their goal is to make exceptional wines at the affordable prices, right? So that's kind of what their their goal is. And you know, looking on their website, most of the wines are like thirty to seventy bucks kind of range. They didn't really have anything that yeah, was in the yeah. hundred twenty to hundred eighty range, um, you know, price range yet. But I think you know, in watching some of the videos on the website, you know, Jim Nance kept he kept saying, you know, we're we're not there yet. Like his so his goal is to take this winery and make it one of the quote unquote premier wineries from Sonoma to where I'm sure at that point they can start driving up the price. The Augusta of wine, the Augusta exactly. <laughs> Amen, corner of wine. We're so, violating all sorts of patented and trademark. We are, but when moment, you open but, this bottle, I noticed there was a green jacket on it. Did it come like that? Is that yes? I'm, I'm glad you noticed my green jacket. I was I was hoping you would, um, but yeah, this is this is this, this is, is good, this, this is good winemaking. It makes me want to this taste the Chardonnay. I know the Chardonnay, right? The Chardonnay's got to be stupid. We we got to go get that. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be really. I, I think I've had the cab because I know really? I know I've had I've never okay. had the Calling Pinot before. But mm -hmm. I'm pretty I've sure I've had. The, I don't know if I've just seen before. the Calling on Last Bottle or something. But I, I don't think mm -hmm. this has been on Last Bottle. Mm -hmm. I, but I, you think so? I don't, I don't, I don't think know, but it. I've seen it somewhere. I'm just that would be one place where I would have seen it. I, maybe WTSO, but I what's the alcohol it. on this? So the alcohol, I don't think we said on the last one. It was thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half percent. Yeah. Uh, the same as the New Zealand. New Zealand and the mushiness, the 
it's probably the same. Probably the same. Well, it's eleven. It's fourteen. Wow! Thank you, Jim Nance. This is fourteen percent. Boom! Yeah, coming Jim, strong. Coming strong. Coming down. That's in right. Corner. Hitting driver. There you go. Into a part three. <laughs> That makes no sense, but yes, I think we, we, yes, for for my golf games, that is true, it might get driver off every tee box, I forget. It's delicious though. Yeah, I I think so, and you're right, this is my kind of Pinot, this is why when we went to Napa, we gravitated towards the Joseph Phelps Pinots, right, the, the Attics, which, which we bought a couple of, so, um, definitely fits within that flavor profile, so, yeah. Pleased. Pleased with Solid. this purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Good man. job, Terry. A total wine. Terry, a total wine. So did you get like six of these total for the 50% off? No, no. I, we, we got a mixed bag. No, it was 15. Not, I wish it was 50. It was 15. And, well. Uh, yeah, so we got a couple of Beaujolais, a couple of Cabs, um, Zinfandel. I think I got that. that is that Zinfandel with the crazy the fur, fight in Valor or something in Valor? It's like this... Crazy intricate label. Um, we've had it before. Sounds like the Game of Thrones. And <laughs> it's it's very similar, but um, so got one of those. But yeah, it was, it was a good good solid good haul, good outing. I like total wine. I like mm-hmm. I like going to total wine this summer because last bottle, I don't ship anything because it's going to get skunked, right? So they hold it, and I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, I go on like a kind of like a wine withdrawal from purchasing yeah. wine. So I go take yeah. a trek over there and get a because it's obsession. Fear it. Have you guys ever had an Olima? Yes. Cab. So I bought one of those yeah. that what they had it like apparently the winemaker was That's just the, there and yeah. signed a bunch of bottles. I think it's a winery direct um, say, thing yeah. for them. It's for good. Yeah. I, it's, well, that was the sale. Solid. All the all yeah. the winery direct. Total wine is heavy on their Olimas. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. This is a winery direct. Uh, it was. Yeah. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Last time I was there because they had the same winery direct um, sale when when we were there a few weeks ago. And they definitely, I didn't like purposely buy Winery Direct. They just gave me the discount at the checkout line. Or you so special? No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that like they messed. I mean, they weren't like yeah strict about this it. This is fun. I think you just give them as long as it doesn't end as at long seven. You have eight. Yeah. yeah, they don't like giving you discounts and things at end at seven for some reason. I don't know what it means, but. So is this a rebuy? I feel like this is a pretty, pretty solid rebuy. This is a crowd pleaser. Yeah. This would be like, I mean, if you really like your family at Thanksgiving, buy them this. Because yeah. This is, yeah. Obviously, you know, this is a little higher end bottle. It's like 30 to 35 so you bucks. You said 36 bucks, not on sale. I'd eat a steak so, with this one, I know. Hmm? I'd eat a steak yeah. with this one. Yeah, you I certainly mean, I think you could eat like a yeah. filet with it, right? Sure. So something that's not too um, too marble. Actually, the last two, um, I think that I would probably. Yeah, yeah could. I agree. Yeah, I definitely I think expand on the kudos too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, and so to David's point on like I wouldn't drink. I guess I, I agree. I wouldn't drink that the kudos with a turkey meal. This one I think I would, but I think they both would go well with yes a fillet or lamb, mm-hmm. like rack of lamb. Um, cut the gaminess on it. I don't know. You like rack of lamb? Some people don't like lamb. I love lamb. You like yeah. lamb? Maybe some pork, pork chops. Pork I like. I only. Yeah. I haven't really eaten a lot of lamb. Really. Honestly. Yeah. You like lamb? I'm with David. I haven't had a whole lot of it, to be honest with you. I haven't. So I'm not against it. My family has never liked some it. Lamb. Yeah. yeah, buy a some rack, lamb, rack of lamb, lamb, and make it. Let's do it. Throw some herb, you know, herb crust it. I, I, I went to some a friend's risotto. house where his dad made a leg of lamb that was herb crusted. Mm-hmm. 
and like he spent the entire afternoon on it, and I was very nervous because lamb. And I was like, like to have a screw on a happy face and yeah. tell him that was one of the best meals I've ever had in my <laughs> it's life. It's definitely a little gamey. Yeah. I mean, it definitely but, has a gamey uh, flavor yeah. to it. It does. It, it, it does, does. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not, not bad. Yeah, no, it's not an off-putting yeah, it's, thing. You know, it's different, but mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I will say, not knocking Fogo to Chow because they have everything fantastic there as well. But I had, did have like little lamb lollipops there. Those were not my favorite. Those were too gamey. But every other time I've had lamb, I've been very happy with it. Fogo de Chão. Fogo de Chão. That's how they want you to pronounce it. Oh, really? Yes, not Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chon is oh, how right. they want you to I pronounce like it. I like Fogo de Chao. I do too, yeah, right? You're going down the Chow, chow Down, down but no. <laughs> they're trying to rebrand themselves yeah. and I, or something, but they want you to say Fogo de Chon. Well, they also oh, want you to well. eat the shit out of that stupid salad bar, and that's a rookie mistake. Oh, God, no. You hold out on the meat. Eat the yeah. meat, man. Keep oh, it on yeah. green. I, so I, stay away from the, from the bread and yeah. the, the salads and... And just go for the just meat. Get the gout. Protein up, baby. Get the gout. That's right. Go, go keto. Keto. Yeah. That's right. Do it. Is it, all, is it all kinds of meat? I've never been. Yeah. Here. Yes. Sausages yeah. and fillet and, and skirt steak yeah, and strip steaks. They come. And they come in slices. And yeah. Throw it on your plate. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, you get like uh, like chicken livers. So come so out you, skewer. Do you get wine when you go? I haven't been in like. Chicken livers. I don't like chicken livers. Like I don't know. Livers. They're disgusting. But yeah, you but know. you said it as though you were like well, happy about it. Because like you're getting meat of every time, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna try it. It was an un- like, hey, hey, chicken liver. No, I'm like, they got a plate. You got chicken liver. If you can kill it, <laughs> how they'll put it on a plate for you. Chicken liver. I don't know. It's they're the whole chicken. The whole. I don't eat organ. If that makes sense. Careful. 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 It's a family show. No, I, I, the reason I said that is because I thought it was fascinating. I think they also had frog legs the night I was there. It's like if it's a Come meat, on. if it's a meat, and they can put it on a, a skewer, skewer. <laughs> by golly, you turn that green card up, they'll slap it on your plate. But you gotta wave them off sometimes. No, yeah, no, no, no frog moss. legs, no frog legs. <laughs> right. I want the fillet exactly. guy or no mom. I guess it is now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot to mention the. Um, the Chardonnay that got the number fifteen rated wine in two thousand eighteen got a ninety four rating. So, oh, nice. yeah, we'll definitely have to check that out. I think that was the two thousand sixteen Russian River. So, Jim Nance, well done, well done, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, they listed the his, his name escapes me. I think it was Dan Golding is the winemaker that they mm. employed, and uh, and he's mandavi you know a variety of other places out in napa trained right so they brought him over and he's obviously doing an exceptional job because this is fantastic i will definitely buy this again um and obviously they've got a number number of other wines that are that are up and coming Mm -hmm. specifically the chardonnay so looking forward to trying more of them so i mean a 10 year old uh winery i mean that's young very young right see where they go yeah we uh we gonna go for the bonus Jonas or no? The bonus Jonas? Oh, I I want to try that last one because I was with you when you bought it, and it was named after a newspaper. For heaven's sakes, let's we gonna do it. Let's do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Overtime, exactly. time and a half on free podcast. <laughs> yeah, just like free baseball when it goes into extra right. innings. We're in extra innings here. That's I'm right. Toasted. Do you guys have before we go into that? Do you, I mean it's hard to say afterwards, but. Um, 
you know, do you have a favorite? <sighs> they're all they're all kind of different, so it's almost hard I, to say. Yeah. Even though they're all Pinots, they're yeah. all relatively different and unique in their own way. So it's, I, I don't know that it would be fair to say what is my favorite, but um, but it's almost like. Um, they're, they're all unique, which was, I, I guess, the reason why whoever suggested we do this, we, we did yeah, it because it was a yeah, great suggestion. That was great. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. No, because I, I could put all four bottles with a different meal or have them on their mm -hmm. own totally and be, like, thoroughly happy. I'll tell you, I, I like mine the least out of the four, but I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you, and I don't want me <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't care. It's not like you stomped <laughs> those eyes come out. Right? No, I, Broke I, I the ice. Thank you, David. No, yes. I would give so. your wine a B, which means I would buy it again. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like yeah, a solid yeah. B, I would right, buy it again. Right. But I, I would give the rest of the wines a B plus to A minus range, mm -hmm. like depending on the wine. Um, so I would buy all of them again, hundred yes. percent. Right. You know, and I'm glad you know that New Zealand wine. I, I want to taste their Sauv Blanc because I'm sure. I mean, that's probably what they're really right. known right. for. And if they can make Pinot that good. Their Sauvignon is probably crazy, yeah. uh, but I, I I think they're all tremendous. I, I, I'm I like, almost afraid to I pour like this because I think it's soil the night. I like the Burgundy. <laughs> I I did like the Burgundy. I like the Burgundy because I I, too, yeah. I, I haven't had it, and um, and I think it's the cleanest expression of yeah. probably what a Pinot is supposed to be, right? I mean that's and it's say old in the progression, world. Yeah, but Burgundy kind of makes me want a bit more acid in the calling. But it's delicious. But I'm like, well, that had acid, yeah. and this the the calling is more smooth. It's 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 silkier, and but I'm, you know, I'm not going to say it's lacking it. It's just a different expression. It is fantastic. So I can is, smell the funk off this bad boy from, you know, a couple of. It's really not that bad. No, no. Uh, I mean, no smell the. So what is this one? Our, our bonus oh, one? Sorry, I'm just like leaking this everywhere. This you is are. A, another Willamette Pinot. This one is from um, the Wagner family oh. of Kings. Oh. Who's so getting they, in some trouble around Willamette these days? Yeah. So so this is not it, it's not specific where they're sourcing the grapes on on the label. I, I didn't go and do research on this one because we keep calling it the bonus Jonas because it wasn't intended to be. <laughs> Poor necessarily tonight, but I brought it because the, the um, why not? It, it probably was Tim. <laughs> I don't know, but the guy that told the wine, Terry, Terry, Terry Tim, whatever, said you know, he we gets were, I was down to Pinot Isle for a while, he, and I told him what we were doing. He goes, "Oh, you got to get this one if you have a Willamette Pinot. It just came in, and it's great, and whatever." And this one, this is probably a, a thirty-dollar Pinot, so it's a little more expensive than the Kudos. Um, it's a newer producer. Um, like I said, from the Wagner clan. Um, it says on the back which Wagner it is. Are they... Or is it Wagni? Are they making the wine in... Joseph Wagner. Joseph Wagner. Yeah. Um, he's their, like, long-lost uncle. I don't know. I don't no, know. I, 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 I say this, but Wagner has... Uh, it's probably not this one, but they are sourcing some Pinot from Willamette and then just trucking it on down to... The big Here. digs in California. That's this one, because it's bottled in Rutherford. Ah, well there you go. And this is a 2017. There's some uh, bootlegger Willamette here. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's some protest. 14.1 percent. So it's, a, it's the biggest one of the night. I, I'm, I'm getting a ton of 14.1. Uh, yeah. I'm getting a ton of cherry cola. That's what I get on the nose. I get cherry cola. Well, the fact that you know Camus is associated with it, you would guess that it's 
going to be the most fruit forward yeah. one. Yeah, is it fruity? All of them. And yeah, that, I mean, I'm just without tasting it. I'm just it saying. Spells, yeah, Camus, like a fruit bomb. Yeah, Camus is. That's that's what the that's, that's what, what they, they do. Want. Yep. It smells like a fruit bomb to me. And it's on the tongue, it is fruit, and it's just a massive hit of vanilla. Totally agree. It's, it's just they oaked. Yeah, they oaked it. Mm-hmm. So this is my least favorite of the night. I would say. Wow. But I have to say it's my favorite label. <laughs> Whatever yeah, that is worth. It's, it's a pretty it, cool it, again, label. It's, it's like an old, early like American um, kind of early but it is newspaper type it's of... very famous. Exactly. <laughs> this no, is, this is for the masses. They You're going to get like very cherry cola on the nose. And a, that you get that hint of Willamette funk. And then cherry cola. And then it is oak, 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 oak. Yeah, it's it's similar to the Pinot that they started making at Camus, and similar to that Bell with the one with the wax on it that I can't. The gloss, yeah, the gloss. It's got a similar feel to that. That one's better. That one's better. better. You think so? See, I'm not a fan of it. No, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the price point. The, with the, the wax on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's way way, too jammy to me. Like, okay, I'm just, yeah, I've never had it before. on toast, man. It's like that's like a fifty dollar bottle. Of it is. Yeah, they can tell you can do way better for fifty bucks. Yeah. Way better. Everything we've had, I think, was that, that red solid, wax so. actually is the same wax used at uh, Makers. Makers, cool. Oh, really? And they oh, have an agreement. Madame Tussauds. No. <laughs> well, yeah, you can mold it in Brittany if you wanted to. I thought that was Michael Jackson's leather jacket that they melted. I, I like Bell Gloss though. Even though, even it though is Jim, it is, it is it came, and, and it is. I've never it, had it. It's very. It's definitely fruit forward, but yeah. Is this not as good because you just opened it? It's possible. No, no, it, it, no. I would have to blow off. And, yeah, this is just sweet. This is and this look. This, this is not. Um, it's a vanilla bomb. They just like oat the hell out of it. This isn't like the like. I'm not like disgusted by mm-hmm. it. No, it, no, no. It's not as mm-hmm. um, refined to me. It's not as thoughtful That's as no. the other exactly. four wines we had. The other four wines, you could tell there was like craftsmanship in the wine, right. right? Like all four of them. This one, it's more like. We have a secret formula that we apply to all of our wines, and we're going to make this one in that style. Yeah, it's, yeah. right. You probably get into trouble with this. Is where like Joe Wagner went, like, what can I kick out of thirty dollars a bottle and be a crowd? Yeah, I don't think that gets it. I think this is fair to criticize. How much is it? Yeah, no doubt. It's thirty bucks, right on the numbers. Right. I, I wouldn't buy this again. Criticizing Camus. Thirty bucks. I was saying get the Wagner coin. I'll tell you what. I'll give Camus props though. The best. Wow. The best bottle of Camus, the best. My favorite Zinfandel is a is the yes. Camus Zinfandel. So, I mean, that, that came as in, and it used to be more of a price performer because it was like 36 bucks a bottle, and yeah. it was really Being good. Discovered. They cranked it up to 44 bucks a bottle, so it's getting to the point of, you know, there are other Zins out there. In the it, you know, you can't get. find it because they do a good job, and the yeah. Camus name drives marketing. Yeah. But then there's also, if you get to a certain size, I hate to say it, but you, like, you have to have a consistent product. Because you're getting the people, people that, that order Camus yeah. because they had it at a big event and then it's what they expect it to be. Yeah. And they don't want to hear that vineyard, you know, or vintages are different and that this side yeah. or the other. They're not looking for that experience out of wine. Yeah. And more power to you. If you can like if you can be in that market where you can command top dollar and then you go like, Oh, we need to make this taste the same year after year after year, regardless of what the crops give us. That's a yeah. good. That's in some ways that's a good problem to have. Well, they also make, um, and we had this. I think I got it for Christmas Eve last year, or the year before that, nineteen eighty four. 
Um, it had the 84 label on it. It, it was like a... Was it? It was a fairly pricey bottle. It wasn't bottle. 1984, but it was... It had some number on it. But it was a Camus. It was a year. It was a Camus family. No, it was almost like an 1884. It had it had a, oh, a different label. Like the, the, the red schooner thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no red, red schooner is really good too. Now red, I will tell you, red schooner is good. And what is that? That's Malbec that they import, and so they bring the Malbec grapes in from you know Mendoza. I'll agree with that. Right, that is good. And they drop it and they make it in the Camus style. Right, and I mean that is a gray bottle of wine. So it's like a $50 bottle of wine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this 1884, I think it's 1884, I think you're right. Um, I got it a couple of years ago and it was, we all, you had it too, we all loved it. Van Halen, 1984. 1984, we had the same, yeah, whatever, 1984. Whatever, it was close. It's a great album. So they, they do make some great wines, some others, I, you know, like yeah. their their standard cab is a staple at steakhouses. It's a staple. If you, if you bring, if you really want to like... You want to impress a crowd that knows nothing about wine, and it's like your boss, and and you're going to the boss's holiday party, and you're like hoping for a big bonus. You know, you know, bring in the yellow label came as cab. You're great, you're a hero. But if you know wine at that price point, you can you can do better. You can do better for half that price point. Yeah. 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 When I had uh, Belglas the first time, was it going coastal? They they, Mm -hmm. they were they were having a, a sale on the bottles. And so we had it with dinner, ate it with a uh, fish, but obviously I had fish at Going Coastal. And it was, I mean, it was really awesome. I will say the second time I had it was at your house and opened it with no food. And it, and it, and it was... That was me farting with the thumbs down. Noise. You need food. Yeah, I'll tell you, with the bell glass, you need food. I mean, the bottom yeah. line, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's so got a sweet. lot of flavor. Um, Take you to Flavor Town. You would... <laughs> He would like it. I mean, he would. Yeah. I don't think he would like it. Thank you, God, no. for I, I don't think. I don't think Chris would like it. I, we should wager on that. I think he would like it. Sounds like a prop bet. I, 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 I think he would, would like it if he didn't have to pay for it. Well, I mean, it's, fine. You drop. I mean, if you pour, well, you know what? I didn't pay for it. I well, didn't like it. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I said to him, like, I don't like this. <laughs> I didn't drink it the rest. Uh, of uh, and we, I brought it. Thinking, uh, this thing's going to be the bomb. But I'm not ashamed. I mean, look, we've all opened nice yeah, bottles. Well, I, of wine. Good, I brought a wine to um, this wine gathering that we had a couple weeks ago that I went to, and and it was a very expensive bottle of wine. And it was my least favorite wine yeah, of the night, and was mm. very disappointed. And I know about that. It. I know that. And it was producer a, a disappointment. Yeah, it was a very big bummer. I, I was like very disappointed, in it, you know, because yeah. everyone brought these really nice wines and whatever. You don't want yours to be the shitty one, you know. Right. And that's exactly what happened. I was like very. And I will say, for the people listening, if you care, that's kind of the thing on wine. It sometimes. You get it may be the year, it may be the producer, maybe something. It kind of sucks, but it is what it is. It's this is a growing, you know, it's alive. Every step of the way, there, this is changing, and uh, thankfully that's the exception. Not the that is very true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, get don't... back up on the horse. Exactly. Right. So yeah, good I, mean, I think point. all so the wine that I've purchased and all the wine that I've opened, I think. You know, which is probably, you know, a couple thousand bottles of wine. Who knows how much, right? I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, I think I can <clears throat> remember two bottles that I opened yeah. and they were skunked. And it was just like... Well, skunked is one thing. Crap. No, mine wasn't skunked. No. Mine just didn't hold up against the others. Had you had it before? Um, I, have, I had a different uh, vintage of it. Yeah. 
Okay. So it, I'm and blaming just, it on the fact that it was a 2015. 2015s are tight. They need to lie down. I was probably a little impatient. Just got into his drinking window. Mm-hmm. And I probably should have just yeah. not brought it. And so I yeah. blame myself. Because this producer, I don't want to trash them on the thing because they really Cause they're awesome. awesome. And they've sent me yeah. free bottles and stuff, so I don't want Not because of this podcast. No. I would have shared with you guys if they did that. Are you holding out? Well, I yeah, love the, I love the yeah. wine there. So yeah, so, I know. So, so it was... Um, I'm obviously the only one of the four of us who doesn't know what you're talking about. So it's a 2015... I'll just say it. I don't care. No one listens to Well, me. I'll edit it's it It's a out. 2015 Jack's Masterpiece from Hall. Okay. So it's a, it was you know, $175 bottle. Of wine and Hall and, makes and they make phenomenal wines. wine. I've never had a. I never opened a bottle. In fact, so we had the 2013. Yes, you had the 2013 so Jack Masterpiece here. Good. I think I brought yeah. it for my birthday. Right, and it was amazing. Right. We were right. all like, "Wow, this is great!" Right, right. And and the 2015 though, when I opened it um, at this wine gathering, it was. It's funny. It was that and the Dancing Bear from Cape Bread, which Dancing Bear is a, is a solid which I have one Dancing Bear, and I have you know yeah, and I, I have one laying up right now. now. The one that was open though was later. Okay. We have the 2014s, which I think would be fine, but he opened 2015, and it was both of those were the, probably the priciest bottles of the night, and they were unanimously like the least. Hmm. They weren't like horrible. It wasn't like, oh, this is what we truly drank the entire decanter. <laughs> so we weren't like, we were like, oh my gosh, so yeah. well, let's pour it out. But when, when you compared it to the others that were there, I gotcha. okay. it, they just weren't as good. It was somewhat disappointing because I expected that the hall would be like the star. Right. You know, yeah. that was the intention. And it was like, you know. Well, that left three mercury it was, head that I got. Uh, yeah, Mer- it. Well, the mercury yeah, head wasn't treated properly. I think no. that was yeah. that was a skunk bottle, was in my opinion. So I agree. Yeah, yeah. That, that is not a fair. But it was also the end of its window. But I, I still don't think that was a fair. No, I think that was bad. Yeah, that's that a bad bottle. Bad. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. With, did you got that off wine bin? I got it off of uh, Vinfolio. Okay. Which, again, not trying to diss Vinfolio is fantastic. They had the offer. I got the bottle. It was not cheap. And. But you're rolling the dice. It didn't hold up. Yeah, if you're ordering, yeah, there's if you're no guarantees. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, you're right. It's, it's a living, organic thing. I mean, yes. what is the the you know all wine wants to turn to vinegar, right? That's that's the that's the phrase. <laughs> so, um, you know, hopefully, whoever you buy it from has done the proper job of storing it and keeping it. And, yeah. And especially if you're if you're doing those. You know those, those purchases of, of yeah. an older bottle yeah, yeah, totally. online. You're hoping that it's it's rolling the dice. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a gamble. You'll know the chain of command on right, it, you know? right? Yeah, um, and, and again, I, I go to Vegas. If I bet at the table and lose, that's part of the fun yeah. too. Well, it's like um, you know. So the comparison I remember from the Psalm movie was like betting on the ponies. Yeah. Right. So you you know you go there. You know the jockey. You know the trainer. You kind of know the pedigree of the horse and whatever. And you kind of try and make an educated guess on which one. You know, you're not just gambling, just to throw in no, a dart. If exactly. you do it right, you know, David likes to bet on the ponies. If you do it right, you you maybe, you know, can guess which horse will come out. And say, I bet on whichever horse takes a shit as they're walking. That's out. what you do. Yeah. They're like little the lighter. They're like, yeah. They you know, have a system. There you yeah. go. Whatever works. That's what you got to do before you perform. Speaking of that, it's, it's we're overdue for a Keeneland trip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had to go take a shit. <laughs> Well, maybe that too. Try out the new bathroom. That's right. Or the new old bathroom. New old bathroom. You got less space now. Yeah. But there's a bidet in there. Ooh, my favorite. I'll give it a a test drive. (laughs) Well, this has been great. I'll be at Keenan, by the way, in about 80 days. 90 days. There you go. Well, I may sneak back in the car. 
I know. Were we even invited on this trip? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think we were. Anyway, well, this has been great. I mean, whoever came up with this idea, I don't think. I don't think we ever determined who did, but uh, it was probably a collective between you three. Collective effort. Yeah. Um, but it was an awesome idea. I think we had four plus one really good wines. At least we had four solid wines. One a little bit questionable. I think at least of the four, the four out of the five, we would definitely buy again. That's kind of absolutely. I think what everybody would agree to. So. Um, this has been great, tasting Pinot Noirs from various regions throughout the world, and each have their own unique taste and smell and and texture, and I think, I can't wait to, to buy more. It's it's pretty cool. So, signing off, Slightly Toasted, Episode 4, this is Chris, Mike, David, and Keith, and thank you for listening. Stay toasted. Stay Cheers. Toasted. When I kiss you.